Good afternoon and welcome to Missing Pieces. We are now in the last day of the series for the genealogy of Christ. And this has been an awesome series for me. It has taught me so much. It, it basically, it put a lot of what I was taught in college, um, taking psychology and, so, and sociology, it gave it a name. It, it, it's like it put it, everything together because I always would wonder, are we the peculiar people? Are we the ones that are the opposite of, I'm not gonna call them characters in the Bible because they were real people, but were we any different from them? And the only thing that through my studies with this genealogy of Christ, only thing different is they lived uh, rich. I barely could visualize anybody was poor. I mean, there were some people that were sickly. There were a lot of sickly people, but many of Jesus's lineage, they were wealthy. They were wealthy people. They had it going on. I mean, our term of wealthy and their term of wealthy is totally different, but it all, you know, it all evens itself out. And I, I understand now why I had to do the genealogy of Christ, because Christ wanted us to see that we are just like them. They are no different than us. And that's why the Bible was written. And if you go and you study the word of God, it's, it's as if you are seeing yourself. He wanted us to know that he loved us and that we are part of his lineage and we are just like them. So I have one, two, three, where's the other one? Three, excuse me, four, five, six chapters that I am condensing in this one message today. So let's start with Manasseh. Manasseh was an encourager of evil. He didn't care. Do what you wanted to do. You're going to find him in 2 Kings. You're going to find him in Jeremiah 15. And you're going to find him in 2 Chronicles chapter 33. Now, Manasseh was a king who brought back all of those evil practices. His father, Hezekiah, worked so hard to remove from Judah. And it was the practicing of corrupt religions. We got that right now. We got that. We got people who worship Satan. We got people who are have six and seven wives. So we're, we're doing this now. And guess what? And he also was against social injustices. Bam, we got that going on now. Eventually, Manasseh repented and God still honored his promise 
about the exile of the people of Judah due to Manasseh's sin and the sin he led the people of Judah to commit. You know, sometimes God will um, forgive us when we are following someone that we are thinking that this is the right pastor or the right prophet or the right person um, that's going to lead us. And so he doesn't charge it against our heart or our mind. And he still blesses us in the promise. Now, next, Josiah. Josiah, he was the type of person who heard the unearthed word of God. And you're going to find him in 2 Kings chapter 21, chapter 22, and chapter 23. Now, Josiah became the 15th king of Judah at the age of eight years old. Wow. How in the world could this young man reign? But you know what? Throughout his reign, he began religious reforms, which brought about repentance. And he led God's people back to faithfulness. And the scripture said, and a child will lead them. Here he is eight years old and he is teaching his people how to reform religion and bring them back into a humble state of repentance and so that God can bless their people and they return back to being faithful. That's what the scripture says. And a child will lead them. Next, Zerubbabel. We all know about Zerubbabel. He rebuilt all of the ruins. And you're going to find him in Haggai chapter 1 and chapter 2. Now, under the reign of Josiah's descendant Zedekiah, King Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Jerusalem and the temple, and he took the last group of Jewish people with him to Babylon. And those people remained in exile for 70 years. However, they were allowed to return back to their homeland. Now, during this time of the return, Zerubbabel, Josiah's descendant, he served as the governor of Judah, and he helped rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. Wow. They're doing that now. Ukraine and Russia, they're fighting and people are being displaced over in Israel. They're doing that now. They're kicking people out and they're holding them captive. God is really teaching us that we are just like them. Different century, same old thing. Nothing changed. Joseph, he was Mary's husband. We all know this story very well. And you're going to find this story in Matthew chapter 1. And chapter 2, you're going to find them in Luke 2. And you're also going to find them in Matthew 13. Now, we all know that Joseph was the husband of Mary. And he was also the adopted earthly father of Jesus Christ. Now, Joseph, he appears mostly in the narratives. You know, you're not going to hear much about him. But he appeared in the narratives surrounding Jesus' birth and his adolescent years. 
And the gospel tells us that he was also the father of several other children through Mary and was a carpenter by trade. That's a, that's a whole nother um, series, studying and finding out who was Jesus's sister and brothers. That's something that if God leads me into that area, I'm, 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 I'm up for it. The next one is Mary. Now we all know who Mary is. Mary was, is considered to be a blessed among all women. You're going to find her in Luke one. You're going to find her in June, uh, excuse me, John two and chapter 19 and also in acts one. Now we know that Mary was the mother of Jesus and he was, she was the wife of Joseph, but she had more children with Joseph after Jesus, making him the eldest of several sisters and brothers. And the story we never hear about Jesus's sisters and brothers. And I'm getting, getting, you know, inquisitive about that. Now, Mary is present throughout all of Jesus's life and his ministry, and even including his first miracle when he turned the water into wine and also during his crucifixion. And she also remained faithful to Jesus's mission after his death, after his resurrection and after his ascension. The next chapter, this is what we're gonna wrap everything up co-heirs in Christ. That's you and I. And we're going to find this in Matthew 12, Hebrews 2, Romans 4, Galatians 3, Romans 6, Ephesians 3, and Romans 5. Now, this is the promises of the inheritance, the legacy, and the place where we would never meant that um, for Israel to be alone. Instead, through Israel, God planned to bring the nations to himself. He brought us to himself. Even though we are created and we were born in our mother's womb, he still brought us to himself. And through Jesus Christ and all believers, regardless of your bloodlines, we are the children of Abraham by faith, and we all belong to the family of God. Now, we share in this inheritance because we are co-heirs in the kingdom and we have the gifts of the Father. And now the genealogy of Christ was created. It was created to show us that we have lives just like those in the Bible days. We have come a very, very long way from the wilderness and living in the huts and you know, being uh, 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 protected from the elements. And then, you know, and even though there were some people who weren't as fortunate, but everybody in the Bible was not poor. They weren't poor. They were not poor. And I, and I, I studied that. I'm like, well, if they weren't poor, then what the heck? You know, what's going on with us? Because you know what? We are just like them, meaning that you know, we make wrong decisions or do we, you know, when we studied the lineage of Christ, some of them made those wrong decisions, but yet and still God's plan still manifested. 
it still went through. It's, it didn't matter. He just said, oh, well, we're, we're going to do this. But was that part of God's plan? Was that part of his plan? Because he, he knows we're human. And so he has given us a mind. And sometimes we, you know, we decide that we're going to do what we want to do and how we want to do it. And we never first consider to ask God for guidance and direction. And we just go with the flow and we just, hey, let the chips fall where they may. But once we, uh, our backs are up against the wall and that fear begins to set in, we then seek Christ's guidance. But if you don't do that, if you just do it, if you just seek him first, just think of the many blessings and the favor that will be upon our lives. I mean, things will be so easy. You know, we wonder why everybody just got it going on and they, you know, they're not going because they are seeking ye first the kingdom of God, their minds. They are looking at that hierarchy of needs, that that triangle of, of need, I think it's Laszlo's hierarchy of needs. And, and, and they realize that they're not perfect, but they're perfect with God. And you know what? Every person in the Bible, they weren't perfect either. You know what? They were human. And he knows that we are human. And Manasseh, check Manasseh out. He was dealing with social injustices in his time. And guess what? We're still dealing with social injustices. It's in our community. It's worldwide. And if anyone, anyone who reads the Bible will begin to realize that the people who are described in the pages of God's word are real people. They are just people like you and me, no better and no worse. They needing help as we do to maintain our lives and and in, 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 in the defeating of the sins that threatens us. And you know what? The Bible describes people as warts and all with no hold barred. You know what? And then some of the old attest of the Old Testament accounts, they record the same thing in history. And they will leave out certain things. And that's when you need to get Oh God, um, the uh, the books of the Apocrypha. Those are the books of the Bible that man, quote unquote, decided that we don't need to hear about. They chose it. it I it just ticks me off that someone would tell us what we need and how we need, but that's how society is. If we begin to, if we move up that ladder too quickly. Somebody is already spying us and somebody already is checking us out and they want to figure out why they're getting this and that. No, we got to shoot them back down. And so if you get the books of the Apocrypha, it's going to tell you some deep stuff. I'm telling you, and that's how I learned some of these series that I'm coming up with, you know, through the Apocrypha is through the relationship with Christ. It is because I realized through psychology and sociology that I need God. He is part of my hierarchy of needs. He sits at the very top. He's at the very top of it. And I know that I have to rely on him. 
Like yesterday, I was chilling in my sofa because I had went to the movies to see the Transformers. By the way, I give double thumbs up to Stephen, the new guy, the African-American man who um, directed the new movie Transformers, The Rise of the Beast. That was awesome. And to know, but in the movie, Optimus was getting on my nerves. I'm like, he's a weakling. And he was always pro, you know, portrayed as one of the strongest of all of the bots. But up comes another Optimus Primal, an ape, a gorilla, just as strong as Optimus. And I don't even know why I'm flipping. I don't know why God is taking me that way. But I love all things Transformer. And yeah, I'm going back to see it again. And I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm going to tell you, the ending is going to shock you. And all I could do, me and my son did, was laugh. We looked at each other and we laughed. Getting back to the genealogy of Christ. And you know what? God has given us a gift. We all have a gift. I've told you every time I get on my podcast or get on to wisdom, I'm telling you, I'm drilling it in you that we all have a gift. And with the gift comes the responsibility to take care of it. Because everything that we see around us is evidence that we have done a poor job of tending to the world of creation on a human and physical level. Take, for instance, global warning, warming, violence, war, disparity between the haves and the have-nots. They are indication that we as humans have chosen to eat from the tree of good and evil and then have chosen evil at every turn. God has given us all a gift. I have a gift to do what I'm doing right now. You may have a gift to talk. You may have the gift to create, to design, to do graphic design to do video games, to, to bake, to cook, to sew. These are things that are part of the hierarchy. These are needs. And when you have that need, you have that gift to create, somebody will buy your product. There are so many products on Etsy. It is unbelievable. I don't have that gift to create that, but I did design some uh, uh, encouragement cards. And I'm going to be talking about that in my next uh, episode. And you know what? Getting back to the genealogy, God really knows what's best. He does, y'all. And when once we get that figured out, we can just flow and ride on his tide. Because as we live our lives, the temptation comes to us thinking that we know better than God. And those are the temptation. And we do not. So as a humanistic viewpoint, it takes over from a godly viewpoint, and this leads to all kinds of problems, just like they did back in the day, back in the biblical days. But you know what? They didn't think that they were better than God. They never thought that. They just did what the heck they wanted to do because you know what? They knew that right around the corner, grace and mercy was coming around. And one of the big challenges in life that we have, even uh, uh, from a religious point of view, is to decide what really comes from God and what comes from the many false 
teachings that have filtrated our world. You gotta know, and you'll know that in a relationship with God, because you know what Satan has a field day bringing confusion and despair. Matthew 15 and nine, in vain do you worship me. Your teachings are but rules taught by men. So I need you to be careful of the influences from others because Satan influenced Eve and Eve influenced Adam. And what we don't need is, is to get into this mind blowing stuff that's going to distract you. This world can be distracting, but what we need to do is to take God seriously and to learn to take a lead in doing what is right rather than what others often say. You got to learn to be discerning and you have to develop your skill and honesty to decide that is fact that what is right is right and what is wrong is wrong. And you got to take a stand in your life and in your destiny. And you know how you can do it. You got to go back to God's word because it's easy to believe lies. We're dealing with that right now with this Trump crap. We don't even know how it's going to end. And you know what? I'm over it. I don't even care what they do because a lot of truth and our, our political system has gone into lies. Our political system has, it has flip-flopped to lies. They tell you, they come out to your community, they tell you what they're going to do and they don't do a darn thing. They do nothing. They do nothing. So you have to put your trust in God that he's going to supply your needs and that when you have a need and you you waiting on the government to do da, 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 boom, God is going to fix it for you because it's easy to believe lies. And somehow Jesus, who claims to be uh, uh, the truth, he is the way and the life, John 14 and 6. And he's becoming, you, you got to reject the lie and act like as if it doesn't exist because in the end, God is going to win. And what's the, uh, um, the biblical view of mankind? The biblical view is that man is a unity. He is a unity of soul, body, flesh, mind, and so forth and so on. And all together, that constitute the whole man. You got to know and trust God. You got to look at that hierarchy of need. And even though it tells us what we need to survive at the very top should be God. Or whoever your higher power is, whoever religion that you are entangled with or you are with. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you got to be, if you go to God first, your life will be much easier. It's going to just flow. This morning I gave my prayer and I, and I believe God is going to just do what he's going to do. It's already started. Now, do I have days that I am despondent and my soul is, is, is trying to be depressed? Yes, because you know why I'm human, but I've learned to shake it off. I go for a walk. I listen to my music. I shake it off. Because that's when I know that I'm getting close is when the attack comes, it comes greater. But I've asked God, I said, God, don't, can you not send an attack on me or my children just because I'm going closer to you? 
well, what's the purpose of the attack? What's the purpose of me being attacked when you already know my outcome? And can you just lift up a standard around me and my children and a hedge like you got the, the mountains of Jerusalem covered? Can you just cover us, God? And can we just hide under your wings and, you know, and not be bruised every day or go through things every day just because we decided to follow you? I asked them that. I did. And I did it because I know I had a relationship. I could ask them that and you can too. The genealogy of Christ is for us to know that we are part of his lineage and everyone in that Bible who portrayed from Genesis to Revelation and even those books that man, quote unquote, has hidden from us, the books of the Apocrypha, is showing us that we are human. And just what they did back then, they're doing it now. They did Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah was back there. Men were having sex with men. Women was, they did it back then. Did it please God? No. What did he do? He burned it. He told certain ones, if you don't get up out of there, you're going to be just like them. And there is a time that God will tell you, if you don't get out the way, that which I will do to them, I will do to you. And God has told me that so many times. And I had to get out the way because a hit was coming. God was about to do a hit. It's just like, and you know these things when you have a relationship with him. He will show you, tell you all of these things. And I didn't know those. I had a spiritual mom that taught me that the worship drew me close to God. So close that if he was to come right now, he could smell my breath. And that's what his desire is. Something is about to happen. I don't know what, I don't know how, I don't know when, but you gotta, you gotta get connected. You gotta get connected to the hierarchy of need. Something is gonna happen because if you follow the book of Revelation, things are falling into place. And this is no time to be out here wandering around with, with blindfolds on and your ears clogged up as if you can't see and you can't hear. Stand for what is right. Teach your children to stand for what is right. Stop the bullying. Stop the Teach them so that you are responsible. You as parents, we as parents are held responsible for the actions of our children. Something is about to go down. It's, it's in the atmosphere. And I've heard many prophets saying it. And I've been sensing it. These dreams I'm having. One dream terrified me. I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't want to get stranded. But it was like I was lost. But it wasn't me. It was somebody else. They're lost. And they need you. They need us. They need us. So I'm going to close with John 1, 
12 and 13. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be a children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent or the will of the flesh or of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And you all know this closing. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. I felt that. And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory. I felt that. Thank you, God. With exceeding joy, I feel God. Woo! To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. This concludes the genealogy of Christ. I will be back with another series. I'm working on it right now. And this time it's going to be totally different. I'm taking that psychology. I'm taking that sociology. And I'm taking that hierarchy of need. And we're going to bust it out. Like my, 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 like my son told my daughter, you, you're dealing with some rough times. You got to do what you got to do. But you're going to thug it out. And we're going to thug this one out because something is going on and we're going to be ready. Thanks for listening. You all have a blessed and a marvelous day on purpose. And I'll see you in a couple of days. Bye.